Uh, all right, I'm rambling. I'm thinking about stuff. Uh, God, I'm, 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 I'm blowing it again. <laughs> you have one job. That's the audio snippet for the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not just cheese curds and shelled peanuts at the brew pub anymore. I'm Rob Thomas. I'm the features editor for the Capital Times. I'm sitting in for Lindsay Christians, who's normally in this chair, but she's taking the month off. And while she was gone, we decided to pitch in and, and do a, a special podcast and a series of stories about brew pubs, specifically the food you can get at brew pub around Madison, which have evolved into some really cool and uh, interesting stuff. We'll be talking about the different things we tried and, and the different ways that brew pubs are approaching their food menus. Uh, it's a really fun conversation, so stick with us. Let's go around. We've got three uh, of my esteemed colleagues here with me in the studio. Let's see who's here with me. Chris Murphy. I'm your very esteemed colleague, Lisa Speckard-Pask. I'm the Metro Reporter. I'm your especially esteemed colleague, Ooh. Eric Lawrenson, tech writer and podcast producer person. That's right. Because you, you are – don't say yourself mani- short. <laughs> <laughs> I am the managing editor. Right. That That's a lot of built-in esteem in that role right there. It seems important. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I do note that it took four of us to take the place of Lindsay. <laughs> I, I, well, five of us because Jesse is not here with us. Yes, yes. And then you did two – you went to two breweries, which is incredibly impressive – also suspect, I think. But I don't know if they, I don't think they asked you to do that. But yeah. um, so I'll start because I went to Vintage, uh, but it's the new Vintage Brewing out in Sauk Prairie. So I'm a big fan of the Vintage that's on Whitney Way. There's two in Madison, one in Whitney Way, one downtown on University um, for the beer, uh, but also for the – they have a really good – I guess they call it like a, a food menu that's elevated American. So I know it's very trendy concept, I guess, but it's very uh, – you know, mac and cheese, burgers, but but usually some interesting spins on those things. Um, and so we went to Sauk Prairie, and if you're inside the bar, it feels a lot like the other vintage. I mean, the beer tap is mostly the same. The uh, the food menu is mostly the same. But the big difference is when you go outside because it's got this huge wraparound deck that overlooks the Wisconsin River, and it's just such a beautiful location. It's about a half hour northwest, I think, of Madison, and – um, especially in the summer, if you're going out to Devil's Lake or you're going to Spring Green, I mean, it's just a great sort of stop-off way. You know, the the wraparound deck is is sort of the big sort of most overt draw, but I think for vintage, the big draw is they've converted the basement of this old building into a big brewery, basically. Uh, I think the brewery at Whitney makes 2,000 barrels a year. This one makes 8,000. Uh, if you're a beer lover, the cool thing is, I mean, there are a lot of beers that are exclusive to Sauk Prairie that you won't find in other locations. Uh, some of them are uh, uh, ones like the Sock Hop, which is like a hop, hoppy beer. One's the Sock Best Monster. Clever. Brewmasters love their puns. <laughs> um, it's like hair salons that way. This remind, This is off topic, but did I tell you the story about me and Old Sock Road? No. Chris no. may know this story. When I first moved to Madison and I heard the name Old Sock Road, <laughs> I thought it was spelled S O C K. And then it was like named that way because it was shaped like an old sock. It was kind of like, <laughs> kind of wrinkled, but kind of, you know, not quite a dog leg. 
And I really, I really thought that until somebody set me straight. Well, now so. I'm never going to oh. be able to not think no. that when I hear exactly. that. Did someone have to, like, someone in a personal interaction had to set you straight? Yeah, I think this was Katie who loved, Katie Diener, <laughs> uh, who loved, loves this story. So, and her benefit. Yeah, I'll, I don't I'll see her letting that go anymore. No, it'll, it'll come up. So, anyway, this is SAUK. What was your favorite thing that you ate there? So I got a burger, which I've not seen at the other locations. Like I would say probably 80 to 90% of the menu is the same, but there are a couple of things that like, like you can get deep fried pickles out there. I didn't see them in other menus. What I got was a, uh, a burger called the Philly, which was uh, basically a burger and a Philly ch- cheesesteak with like the burger, but then like shaved meat and grilled onions and no, no whiz, but uh provolone and American cheese. And it was really good. Like I, it was one of those burgers you get where you're like, like, there's no way to eat this thing. Like how do I, it's going to be just sloppy, but it, it held together surprisingly well. Um, and then my wife got a, uh, a blackened chicken sandwich, which was on pumpernickel, which was a weird choice for a, like a Cajun uh. chicken. So, and that was pretty good too. Um, and the kids got usual mac and cheese and stuff. So, I mean, for the family, it was like a great outing. Um, the one thing I will say, maybe we'll edit this is like, uh, I was reminded very quickly that we were not in Madison anymore because um, as we were leaving, uh, another I heard another patron say, it was like a group of six guys, and he said, if we don't bring manhood back, we're just not going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> and Greta is wearing <laughs> – which is something you don't hear in like the, like the weary traveler a lot, you know, <laughs> oh, no. uh, that kind of sense of it. And, um, and Greta was wearing her uh, never underestimate the power of a woman T-shirt at the time. And, I, and she didn't hear the comment, but I was like, oh, that could have been really fun. That could have been a really fun <laughs> clash of cultures if she had heard so that. So you guys hop back on your bikes and bike back to Madison. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I highly recommend it. I think basically it's, I, I mean, I like vintage anyway, but it's, it's a, it's a neat way to, to, to see something a little different and, and you can't beat that view. Do you want to go next, Eric? I could go next. Uh, so I went to a location that is not brand new. It is uh, about five years old. It is next door brewing on Atwood Avenue. This is a place that, you know, according to the general manager that I talked to, people really actually think of it as a restaurant. The logo of Next Door Brewing is actually a big old barley fork um, put in between these barley grains, which is really to emphasize that they've always kind of had this focus on uh, both pairing beer with food as part of the experience and also incorporating beer as an ingredient in a lot of its dishes. Uh, a really hearty chunk of this menu had beer as an ingredient in some way, shape, or form. Such as? One example would be a dessert that had three different beer components to it. It was It's literally called the beer pie, and it comes with um, this upper layer of this really fudgy chocolate ganache that has a porter in it. Underneath that is like a, a custard situation made out of a Blondale. Then there is a graham cracker crust, a a moist graham cracker crust. People hate that word, but I'm just going to – a moist <laughs> crust. Lindsay is banned like moist is. from the podcast. Well, we'll What's edit with this moist? out <laughs> in that case. And, yeah, that had uh, spent grains from, you know, the, the brewing process. Wow. When, you know, it they really make the wort. They have all that leftover grain, and they mix it in with the, with the crust. 
a lot of items on the menu specifically incorporated what they call their Kaleidospoke, which is one of their flagship beers. It's an American pale ale that they use for the batter on their cheese curds. They use it to brine their wings. Um, if you order pretzel sticks, which they home bake, they're these really thick, chewy appetizers that were, I mean, not to pine too strongly here, but they were pretty delightful, I thought. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they they come with uh, different dips, including a beer cheese spread and this cherry beer mustard, both of which incorporate beer. It's like a beer-soaked menu. Yeah. Does that actually enhance the food, um, or do you think it's more like kind of stunt you know, like here we'll put beer this way and this one, or do you think it? I mean, it legitimately makes for for better better food. I don't think it's a stunt. Um, the menu doesn't call attention to that oh, okay. really. Um, it's only kind of in the aggregate when you like look over everything. You're like, oh man, like a lot of these items do actually kind of feature beer in them, don't they? If you didn't know that beer was a component, it's not. I mean, it's a really subtle thing, you know, especially if they're using like a light pale ale. That's not going to change the flavor profile of any of these dishes profoundly. But, you know, I will say like the, the in the beer pie, um, which you are welcome to sample because Michelle Stocker, our photographer, just visited next door and brought brought along some treats and they're in the break room right now. Sorry, listeners. This is just for my <laughs> colleagues, not for you. No, guys, stop by. Stop by the, stop by the newsroom. We should have maybe, some left. Yeah. Maybe we'll have some in the fridge left yeah. over. Yeah, I, I would say I picked up on maybe a little bit of, of maltiness, yeah. you know, given that the, the porter is a, a pretty uh, prominent part of that ganache. Um, what the general manager told me is his theory is that when it comes to pairing beer with food, it kind of makes that a happier marriage when you add a beer as an ingredient. Okay. Um, okay. Which is something I'd never heard before. Right. But it's, it's a compelling idea to me. So what was the favorite thing you had, either beer-soaked or non-beer-soaked? I got to say that uh, that beer pie is really a decadent treat. It was definitely my favorite. On the, on the brunch menu, there is a sandwich, a burger, actually, called the Honey Brie Burger. It takes a combo of Granny Smith apples and honey and brie, which is already, like, just a great concerts in the square, picnic basket right. kind of fare, and just puts it in a burger. And it's kind of, you know, it's nice. That sounds nice. Lisa, you're up. Well, this is interesting because while uh, Nextdoor apparently is emphasizing the restaurant connection, I went to Ale Asylum out by the Dane County Regional Airport, and they specifically refer to themselves as a brewery and tasting room. They don't really want to be known as a restaurant. Um, they want to be known primarily as a brewery because a lot of their beers are also in restaurants around town. Uh, but they have a pretty full-size menu, actually. They have sandwiches and um, salads and burgers and appetizers. And Wisconsin Confession, I don't even like beer. But I am really what? <laughs> I don't like beer, but I'm like chomping at the bit to get back to Ailes Island because I enjoyed the dishes I had there so much. Um, so they, like I said, they have kind of basic things, but some of their really popular things which I tried are duck poppers. So it's like duck breast with jalapenos wrapped in bacon, topped with cream cheese and balsamic. Interesting. Sauce. And then huh. um, another really popular thing, which is in fact so popular that it was off the menu, but people like begged for it to come back. And apparently one like military service member messaged them saying, um, could you guys put this back on the menu while I'm home on leave? It's these lemon pepper shrimp tacos, which were also incredible. Ooh. So basically I was really psyched by my whole visit and I would go back and 
will never drink beer there and be totally happy with it. That's so interesting. They don't like. I remember when I first went there when it opened, and it, like they really had almost no food there. It was like a couple of like pizzas that were like, I mean, just kind of you know basic pizzas thrown together. Yeah. And so I, I wonder if they just kind of like got enough feedback. People going like, kind of want something to eat with this that they start expanding their menu and and. That have made it pretty great, it sounds like. Yeah, it's they've really expanded. They do a, um, a fish fry every Friday with like five different types of fish. Um, one thing that's kind of funny, though, is they literally did not get French fries until this summer because their kitchen is so cramped that they like couldn't fit in another fryer for the fries. And they oh, just wow. finally got those because people were constantly being like, can I have fries with, you know, my beer? Right. But they couldn't do it. Wow. Well, Chris, you got your... You're two for for us. For, for me, going to brew pubs is, is associated a lot with, with Ultimate Frisbee. If you're if you're a part of the Madison Ultimate Frisbee Association, that those teams get two free pitchers from the Great Dane after every game. So I have, wow, uh, well, like thousands of other people in Madison, I am a uh, almost twice a week patron in the summertime at least of of the Great Dane. So going to a brew pub, ha- having a few pitchers, and with others, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 eating good, dinner good. Is, is 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 all part of the Madison experience. So, uh, the Great Dane was, was not originally on our list, but I I, I volunteered. I, I I put myself in the line of fire again Chris. because they have revamped their menu. Now, the, the Dane is Madison's oldest brew pub. They've been around since 1994 at that at their downtown location. Of course, there there are three others in Madison and one more in Wausau. I, I wouldn't call this a menu overhaul. The one thing I don't like is it's no longer a newspaper. Right, it's not. it used to be a, like a little newspaper, and they when I went to the, at least the Fitchburg one, it's not like that anymore. That is correct. The, the menu format is no longer in a newspaper format. It looks a little more standard. Print is not dead though. It's <laughs> never, never. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, the executive chef Matt uh, Matt Pace, you know, I asked him how how people have received the new menu, and he said, well. There have been a fair amount of comments about the the, the format change. I, right. did, I didn't press him on that, but yes, probably others noticed that as well. Yeah, given the the, the uh, interest in among the the, the frisbee community in in the Dane, I, I put out a question on Facebook about how they felt about the new menu. For the most part, people like the new things, and there's there's things like pork belly over watermelon, and uh, an addition of Brussels sprouts uh, and cala- roasted Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. A tangy sauce there, are fried Filipino spring rolls, and orecchiette pasta. And this is all kind of typical of the day. You know, you start with uh, your burgers and your nachos, your your fish tacos, and then you have more more inventive dishes put around it. So it, it seems like that this is more in keeping with the theme. So people like those, but there was a lot of lamentation for <laughs> dishes that we, we, we that are no longer. Yeah. Farewell, smothered and covered fried chicken. Beer, bread, and honey butter, Southwest tortellini. There's a, a, wow. a thread of that. Yeah, there's well. some losses. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a wistfulness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your favorite of uh, – did you get an old standby or did you focus on the, the new stuff? This is an app, but I had the, 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 the roasted Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. really liked that. Uh, one of my team members got the, the orecchiette pasta, and he said that that was really good, and he's – you know, we, we, we all know the, the Dane menu by heart. So right. <laughs> <laughs> now it's having to, 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 to get up to speed. New menu, same. Two free pitchers if you <laughs> yes. – Yes. Excellent. Okay. Now also another Frisbee connection, former Green Eggs and Hammer, that's my team member, Ryan Brown is the co-owner and co-founder of Working Draft Beer Company, which is the other oh. uh, brew pub I went to or, 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 or tap room. And right. I was really eager to go there. I've heard a lot about it. Uh, it it's near uh, a house of a friend of mine. Uh, so this is my first time going there. Really, really liked it. And I have to say, when you first walk in, you know, first of all, it's right on the bike path. Bikes outnumber cars in the parking lot. 
Uh, there's counter service. You order everything from the counter. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily think that, oh, that they've got a big menu here. And it's not a big menu, but it really is very ambitious. I mean, it seems more like uh, a, tapas, uh, a tapas menu that you would see somewhere else on, on Willie Street close by. In fact, there are no burgers. There are no fries. There's no coleslaw. Nothing like that. Interesting. There is a Wisconsin cheese platter. There is a, a vegetable platter. There's a, a grain bowl. Really good. Really hearty. Uh, there's a lamb sandwich. Uh, mm. So it no, it, it feels much more Willie Street restaurant like. In fact, you know they have a they have a chef there. Even though of course it, the, the the founding of it was the beer. Interesting. What was your favorite thing there? Let's see. Uh, I was a fan of the pimento cheese spread. That's got a hooks uh, hooks five year cheddar in it. Fair number of things have. Uh, pork from Dan Fox's farm, Fox Heritage Farms. Uh, like the, There's a snack mix there that you, for an extra dollar you can put in candied bacon. And as, as my, my table mate remar- uh, remarked, it was, became God's trail mix. <laughs> uh, let's see. There was a lamb sandwich that, that's really good. It's, it's sort of like a, a gyro, but on a, uh, a hearty Madison sourdough roll with a tzatziki sauce that was really good, but also managed not to be runny, which, which is outstanding. Uh, they, they sell WM chocolates there by the bar. Mm. So it, it, very unusual for taproom food, but really good. Well, it's funny. I mean, we, I wonder how long ago it was that Brewpub's basically like cheese curds and maybe a pretty basic burger pizza, and that was it. And, I mean, all, all of us have mentioned all these very inventive and creative dishes and, and, you know, incorporating beer in some cases. I mean, it really is very quickly evolving into a whole other thing where they're making food that, like, is inventive but also, like, kind of fun and kind of – maybe unpretentious, I guess I would say, while still being creative. Well, guys, um, uh, we'll have stories and uh, photo galleries up at captimes.com that you guys wrote, and Michelle Stalker took the photos all week, so people can check those out. Thanks for eating and drinking. Anytime. Yeah, Anytime. I appreciate <laughs> it. Treat. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us. We had a lot of fun talking about our culinary adventures. Thanks to my colleagues, Chris Murphy, Lisa Specker-Pask, and Eric Lawrenson. Please uh, listen and subscribe to us on iTunes or any place you happen to get your podcasts and and make sure to write a review and let us know how you think we're doing. Um, We also have some great other podcasts here at the Cap Times, like Mad Splainers and Wedge Issues. Thanks to uh, Patrick Christians, as always, for writing and performing the theme music for Corner Table. And thanks to Eric again for um, editing and producing the podcast. I'm Rob Thomas. uh, We'll see you next time. (laughs) 